0: Today, we are going to be talking about the befriended man. The befriended man. And we're going to talk about uh, how one of the aspects of this group is for us to really incorporate brotherhood. And uh, we're going to be talking about three big things. We're going to be talking about the need for friendship, we're going to talk about the messiness of friendship, and we're going to talk about the command of friendship. And I'm going to do my best to pull from scripture and just really practical things about this idea of friendship. And I know that the topic of friendship at first glance seems exceptionally ordinary, but I wanna encourage you to really, um, really be open to this talk as being something truly spiritual and, and something that's really needed within men today. So starting off, we're gonna go into the need for friendship. And with this first point, I really want us to grasp that we were never meant to live life alone. We were never meant to live life alone. And in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through 10, it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion, but woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. And the reason I wanted to share this verse is because, uh, this verse, as well as other verses, like in Genesis, when God clearly says man is not meant to live be alone, it's not good for man to be alone, it, it speaks to the volume of authentic friendship. You know, authentic friendship seems ordinary until the moment that you really need a friend to lean on. And in life, you will inevitably have hardships in which you need someone to lean, lean on. And I want us to think about for a moment the thousands of dollars that some people spend on counselors and psychiatrists that to do something that really other people do for free with their friends. And that is to just be able to have someone to listen to them, someone to talk to about their their issues and their problems. And often when people get the free uh, free friendship and uh, the free listening and talking with their friends they end up getting better advice than some counselors and psychiatrists are able to give. And because they know that they're able to know that person to their core, they are able to to actually see them and know their genuine heart rather than uh this this hour long session where the counselor is having to pick up on any little uh uh quirk or innuendo or a comment to be able to try to read your whole life history compared to somebody that actually knows you. And we need each other. And while there are moments that we realize that we can also have toxic uh, toxic and unhealthy friendships, just because we, as we grow older, we recognize those toxic and unhealthy ones, it doesn't mean that we should abandon the pursuit of healthy relationships and healthy friendships. Um, for me personally, I was uh, uh, not having close family. And the moment when I first started having true friends in high school, it was like, It seems like there's it's like a life-changing experience once you start having friends and you start to choose those friendships over anything else even you're in like time to uh, maybe it's a family time or a family event and you could go to that but you would rather go with your friends and As we get older, that's when we start to realize things like peer pressure and unhealthy influence, and some of those very friends that uh, we enjoyed so much can become toxic. And part of maturity is knowing which friends to have and which friends to not have. But so many times as we get older, once we recognize those toxic friendships, so many of us men abandon the pursuit of friendships altogether because we don't want this negative junk in our lives there are healthy friendships to have and we shouldn't abandon friendship altogether just because we had some bad ones. Not only do we need friendship in the hard times but we also need friends in the good times too. A celebration can easily turn into a depression when you have no one to celebrate with. Think about that for a moment. Imagine having something that you're truly proud of, something that you're praying for, excited for, and once you finally achieve it, and it's this moment where you really want to celebrate, and there's no one to celebrate with. That something that you were once happy about will turn into something to be sad about when you have no one to celebrate with. It happens time and time again. I mean, even just freaking a roller coaster dog. Roller coaster is so much fun with other people around, but when you go on a roller coaster by yourself, it just takes that excitement, that the 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 fun out of it. And ha- friendships healthy friendships have so much, uh, so many benefits that we need in life for our general contentment, happiness, satisfaction. Friendships simply make the good times sweeter and the hard times easier. Friendships are a necessity to life. So I want us to really grasp this. I I was talking to a friend the other day and, uh, he, he he's a good friend of mine. We've been friends for years, and he lives in another state. And I said, "Man, do you even have any friends over there?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I got friends. I, I got friends." I was like, "Nah, dog, don't be telling me about some people that you play basketball with here and there. I mean, are any of those people gonna go jump your car, or change your tire if you need some help?" And he's like, "Well, shoot, dog, I, <laughs> I guess I don't really have that many friends over here." And it it is just something to realize that it's one thing to realize uh, that we just simply need friends but we go a long time without having them now let's go into the messiness of friendships this is where we make a lot of excuses of why we can't have healthy friendships in our lives while friendships may not always fit into our routines friendships don't always fit into our routines into our work schedule into our family life they still have an intrinsic value that is incomparable to anything else Let me say that again. While friendships may not always fit into your routine, they still have an intrinsic value that is incomparable to anything else. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 4 says this, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. You might think that it has nothing to do with friendship, but let me unpack this idea. What it's saying is, You can have nothing in your life and you'll be able to have this clean stable your life will be able to be within your grasp within your control you can keep to your strict routines and your schedules but there's a profit that comes from having an ox in the first place in the same way there's a benefit to having certain things in your life even though it might make things a little unorganized or messy at times Sometimes that's what's required in order to have a benefit to your life. And one of the biggest misconceptions in our adulthood is that friendships are inconvenient. At the end of the day, we feel like they can be inconvenient. We blow off meaningful opportunities with possible good friends because we don't want to change our routines or our schedules. And while we do need to still be responsible, what I'm projecting is that we can still have flexibility within reason in order to invest time into some healthy possible potential friendships. Life and work will always go on and be there. Life and work will always go on and be there. But friendships don't always work that way. You often get out what you put in. And without any time or effort given into a friendship, it's easy. To become strangers again think about all of the different friends you've made over the years at one point some of them were good quality friends and just time not talking just time away from each other's whenever you see them again you feel like strangers see friendships are one thing that you have to put in in order to get out and why do we become strangers because life gets busy it becomes increasingly more inconvenient to have authentic friendships but remember we need each other and it's worth dirtying our routine every now and then in order to spend some quality time with a friend. You can also still be intentional. You Be creative when investing in friendships. Plan days out within your month to hang out with a friend or meet up. Make use of your empty time like when you're driving uh, you're driving to work to and from work imagine using that time to call a friend and just simply catch up with each other because remember what you put in is what you get out and so if our schedules are just impossible to move around let's be a little intentional let's be creative and look at what possible time we can use so that we can stay connected with possible friends that we have right now y'all feel what I'm saying and 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 even just some of you think about the times where i've I've randomly called you just when i'm going to get some hot wings (laughs) or going to get some food for for me and lauren and i'll just give you a call just to see how you're doing see that's a simple example of how just like me i get a crazy busy schedule but just trying to be creative and making time to to catch up with individuals y'all feel what i'm saying and it's how we can uh that's how we can still find meaningful friendships but all that aside We need to be willing to get our routines a little messy at times because friendships are that valuable. Now let's go into our last point, which is this, the command of friendship. Rather than just focusing on finding a friend, be a friend. Rather than focusing on finding a friend, be a friend. In John chapter 15, verse 12 through 13, Jesus says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that a person will lay down his life for his friends. Jesus literally has this command to us to be friendly. And there's so many people that feel just as alone and out of touch with real friends just like you do. So many people that even as I'm talking about this, you're getting all lonely in your head thinking about how you need more valuable connections. There's so many people that feel the same way just like you. And so often we are waiting for someone to befriend us, but we could be befriending them. Instead of waiting and waiting and waiting and and saying, oh man, no one wants to be my friend. Imagine just uh, growing some balls and being a friend to somebody else. Not only would you be making a beautiful investment in a person, but you would also be investing in yourself. You in turn get a friend by being a friend to somebody. We should all have this kind of servant mentality that Jesus describes in this verse towards friendship and, and be as, as genuine and po- as possible in showing this friendliness of Christ to others, to show the love of God to someone by simply offering yourself as a friend. Remember, this is a command of Jesus. God knows our needs and he knows best how to fulfill our needs. He wouldn't have commanded this unnecessarily. He wouldn't command us to love one another. He wouldn't command us to be friendly with one another unnecessarily, but he commanded it because he knows that we need it. Have you noticed that so often the solu- the, the the things that people pray for, the solutions are other people? We pray for things so often and so often the solution is seen in other people and what they bring, what they give out. And so to know that God wants to use you in being a friend to somebody and being uh, that friendship in a very lonely and dark world, you are able to be that. It's a command of Jesus and that it shows the love of God to people. And all of this being said, I mean, we talked about uh, we talked about how the simple need for friendship. For the good times and for the bad we need friends we talked about the messiness of friendship and about how it might be inconvenient especially the older we get and the more responsibilities that we get it might be inconvenient at times but it is still worth investing into friendships and the command of friendship so we got rid of the excuses we understand the need and now we're looking at simply this that it's God's heart for us to to have these meaningful friendships and to be friends with other people we know all this and so what I would want to project to you is to let's have a moment of repentance repentance means to change direction means to change a course and I just straight up guys we we have a, a knack especially as men to isolate ourselves we have a knack to excuse ourselves, even from like events and and being the one uh, of seeing ourselves as not needing to go to this or that. And I really wanna project that in this talk today that we should really make a push. If we believe that brotherhood is, is a biblical and important thing, especially as Christians, brotherhood is meaningful and important, then we need to display that in our actions, in our decisions, in our choices, in the way that we live. What better place to start than our own church? What better place to start than this own group? Think of it for a moment if you uh, if you would get random calls from other guys on this group calling to just see how you're doing to if if someone were to call and say, "Hey, how'd that case go? How'd that happen this earlier this week? Hey man, how are your kids doing uh, where Where are you at again? Where are you visiting? man, we miss you come back bring me a bring me a postcard from Egypt imagine all the all the different connections that we could have it, rather than just being one person instead of expecting me as the pastor to be friends to all imagine if we it was not just me but it was all these different connections within each other holding us together to where we're getting checked in on constantly to where it's like it's almost hard to be isolated because we have friends within our own church, brothers within our own church And honestly, that is the way the church is supposed to be. That can never happen unless we make the change ourselves and we start acting and we start making those kinds of choices and intentional decisions. With that being said, I want us to to bow our heads and close our eyes. And maybe at some point in this talk, you're just thinking about the friendship of Jesus. The friendship of Jesus Christ is the most significant friendship we could ever have. Even in this last verse, he talks about how he never, that he no longer calls us servants, but he calls us our friend. That we are friends of God when we believe in him, when we trust in him. And if you're on this call, you're listening to this, and you have just this move in your heart that you want to put your trust in Jesus Christ. You want to make a moment of change and choice and you've never done that before, and you want to put your trust in Jesus, I really encourage you to have that conversation with him today. It says in the book of Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is, then surely you shall be saved. What it's saying is if you have an authentic heart, talk to Jesus yourself, that that's all it takes to have a relationship with him. And you don't need me to lead you through a pretty prayer. You can start that journey yourself today. And so I encourage you, don't let another day go by But have that conversation today. God, I thank you for this group of men, and I pray that you truly unite us as brothers, that you make this talk meaningful in our lives and in our hearts, and that we would not just let it go in one ear and out the other, but that we would take it seriously, and that we would overlook each other's differences and look at the love which binds us, the love of God that which binds us. And I pray, God, that you would give us a united heart as we look to you and and, uh, grow in authentic friendships within the body of Christ. I thank you and I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.